Welcome, everybody. This is a quarantine edition of Pinheads of Horror slash My Bleeding Ears podcast. I am Ed, and with me always from uh, the Andersonville neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, Larry. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Uh, sitting at home hasn't been too much of a problem for me. I there's lots of shit to do at home, so I'm cool with it. I, I got games, I got movies, I got tons of stuff to do. And you? Oh, me, I'm I'm considered essential, so I actually get to go into work every day. Oh, yeah. Well, me too, but uh, <clears throat> I've been going in uh, maybe about three or four times a week now. And I do work in a hospital, and it's it is scary. Yeah, you're you're like right there. You yeah, know? I mean, I'm going outside, but I basically just go from my house to my car to my job, and that's it. I mean, I'm not that I know of directly exposed to anybody. So, I mean, you're like you're in the epicenter. You have to wear PPE equipment all the time, and yeah, yeah, I do. It's and I'm the person who takes care of the ventilators, too. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm an essential person. <clears throat> well, you're doing you're doing great work. I mean, you're... Oh. You know... Thanks. You know, I mean, I... My work is considered essential because I'm a purchaser for a manufacturing company, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just helping my company. I'm not helping someone who needs it, you know? Yeah. So, so bravo to you, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You should, you should add an audience cheering after I say that. <laughs> well, you know what? And this really sucks and everything, this whole pandemic. You know, people are dying and getting sick and everything. It's a real downer. So... We thought we'd talk about end of the world movies instead of <laughs> real life. <laughs> yeah, well, when you hear it repeated, it doesn't sound as uh, great. But I mean, <laughs> it, 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 bless you. Um, my old, my wife sneezed. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're we're it gives people something to listen to. It gives them something to take their mind off. You know, the really horrific shit that's going on. I mean. So many people are affected by it, whether it be from losing your job or, you know, knowing someone who is uh, ill. Yeah. yeah. You can't see them at all because you have to stay home. It sucks. But, um, But I know you and I both kind of like those apocalyptic last person on earth kind of movies so um what do you have in mind like wh- which one is one of your favorite ones as far as apocalyptic movie go movies go um you know dawn of the dead is you know you and i have agreed that that's probably one of our favorite zombie type apocalyptic movies yeah. If you want to go there. It's still kind of in the beginning, 
I like the, the more more the ones where it's still kind of in the, the beginning of the infection and the world is going to shit. I like to see that. And I also like to see more fresher zombies than like the ones that are all mangled or just bones, you know, and that have been around for a long time. Those are cool zombies. I'll give them that because in The Walking Dead, they do really good uh, design work for it. But you keep seeing those same zombies over and over and over again. And it's just, okay, I get it. This is way past their due date. You know, and they're, they're yeah. ratting and everything. I get that. But I just kind of like the the fresher ones because the blood is a little more red. Um, there's still an emotional connection to those people who are or the zombies that are still kind of fresh because they look like the person you used to know. Now with those rotting ones and everything, I just... It doesn't have that that same impact as the fresh ones do, to me at least. Right. Have you played uh, the Resident Evil Three remake yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. So like the the scene where you find out what happened to Officer Marvin, where it was actually Brad that bit him. Yeah. yeah. Brad was still able to like talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, that's. That's very, you know, remin- not remin- it, it strikes a chord with what you're saying. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Fear of the Walking Dead, but, like, that first episode was really creepy. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I liked it a lot, actually, because you got to see the zombies walking around people. And it's very much like what's going on now with social distancing. Yeah. You got one person in there walking in a crowd of people protesting people are gonna get sick same thing with fear of the walking dead you had a zombie and a crowd full of people protesting you're gonna get sick it's gonna happen right well and, and you know that's that's the whole thing like with contagion i mean look at a show like the strain where you kind of see that apocalypse start where you know, society is still functioning, but it's functioning at a limited capacity where people know there's something going on. There's a pandemic going on. You see the panic. You see the panic buying. You see the hoarding. Um, but you don't really see it topple society. And the strain happened. Like, it was a, the show was on for, like, five years, I think. And yeah, I saw one season of it. Yeah, it was on for, like, five years, and in that five years, it was a span of, like, I think, ten months, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, I actually, right when uh, right when the virus hit, I had to go to Target to pick something up in the middle of the day, because there's one by my work. So I went there on my break. And that's when I kind of, like, I, I noticed, like, there are too many people in the store for it being 12 o'clock. Yeah. And then I walked by the medication aisle. All the cold medicine and flu medicine was gone. Like, it was empty, completely, like, stripped clean. Um, and then that's when I saw the people buying toilet paper and paper towels by the bundle. <laughs> and I... I felt like such an asshole because uh, Steph asked me to pick up toilet paper for the house because we only had like four rolls left. No. And there were like, I think, four packages of it on the shelf, and all that was left were the 12 packs. 
So I picked one up, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to last us. This is going to last us like two fucking months. Like, and I feel bad because, you know what, you take it, and you, you're not, I, I, I'm not hoarding. I'm taking it because we legitimately don't have any at the house. Yeah, you got to wipe your ass. <laughs> I get it. And, you know, I think that weekend I actually did the grocery shopping, and you see like the effect of it having on people, you know, like the, the paper towel aisle was cleared out. The toilet paper was cleared out. The, anything that had bacteria or virus killing agents in it was wiped out. Um, and you know what, what kind of freaked me out was some woman was there with like her daughter and she was probably about my age. And she, she asked me a question and it sent me a chill. It sent a chill down my spine because she was like, sir, do you think this is going to be over soon? <laughs> and I'm like, well, no one's ever called me sir like that. But um, I mean, th this was right when it started. I think this was two weeks before we were put on the stay in shelter yeah. um, order. But I told her, I'm like, yeah, it's going to pass. I mean... You know, not to sound like a, you know, not to sound like a cliche. We're a very, very strong, resilient country. We can bounce back. It's going to suck. Yeah. But we have the ability to bounce back. And, you know, without getting political, I think a lot of fucking mistakes were made. A lot of things were dismissed. That's how most horror movies start. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Seeing seeing like the aisles stripped clean of stuff. I mean, Steph's birthday was the weekend we were putting that stay or that shelter in place order. And I was gonna make dinner for her and her family. And I wanted to make them fried chicken and we went to the store and there was no fried there was no chicken to be had anywhere. Like all they had were steaks. And about 300 corned beefs because St. Patrick's Day was the week before. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So you made them chicken fried steak. Gotcha. Well, we went to we went to the Meyer by us. And we... I was only able to find steak, so I said, fuck it, I'm going to buy steaks. And we could have steak. I don't care. And then the next day, because... You know, my wife's a teacher, so she's doing e-learning, and she's doing shift in between. So she went to Aldi, and she was able to find some. So, but, yeah, man, I mean, this is going to suck, but hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll blow over. I mean, summer's going to be in jeopardy, but, mm. you know, fall is, I think fall is when things are going to start to get back to normal, hopefully. Probably, yeah. But my question is, though, is, like, <clears throat> in these shows like The Walking Dead, after all this time has passed, I'm sure all the toilet paper is gone by then. Like, what well, the yeah, fuck is you, just thieves or hand, or just, uh, do they all just make their own bidets, or you just I have like, a bucket of water they dip their ass into? I don't know. I think they probably scoot like a dog over some grass. <laughs> yeah, they, once, once you hear the plop, plop on the ground, you just, yeah. you know. All right, all right. Put on the ground and start 
walking with your hands. Yeah, do that little funny dance. Yeah. You know, I I saw so many three seashell memes on Facebook. I got really <laughs> well because people that were sharing it were like born in two thousand, and it's like you've never seen Demolition Man. Fuck you. <laughs> Demolition Man. <clears throat> so yeah, these zombie movies <clears throat> kind of like they they got us kind of ready for this in in a way. The just you know to to be ready to stay at home and you know, to board yourself in for a while and to have enough stuff to keep you entertained for that amount of time. I think I've done a good job in doing that uh, subconsciously through my life because of all the toys and magazines and movies I have. So yeah, I, I'm doing fine. You know, I was gonna say I was gonna hope you have that same fate as the guy from the Twilight Zone who. You know, it's the end of the world, and he has all the books in the world he could read, and then his glasses break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, not too far, um, even before, like, this was really starting to get going, Jessalyn and I watched The Crazies again. We watched the old one and the new one, or the remake or whatever. <clears throat> the remake is actually <clears throat> I mean they're quite different movies when you when you look at them too because the original one kind of deals a little more with the um, the, the military and the the uh, just being in the middle of the whole part of of this pandemic with the the military and, and doctors and stuff trying to quarantine people and and kind of figure out how they're gonna solve this which inevitably they just they're gonna bomb the place. But with the remake, you're more, you're way more on the side of the people that don't know anything and are are, are just not up to uh, um, listening to other people. So they they kind of go on their own, and then that the whole movie's about them, whereas the other one was about the military. So I, I kind of like how the the remake totally just didn't copy the first one. It went and did their own thing. Yeah, it wasn't like a shot for shot, line for line. No, no, not at all. Well, and you know what? It's very interesting you say that because that's very similar to what's going on now where you have people that are, you know, listening to everything the news is telling them as far as, you know, wearing PPE out in public, you know, wearing it at the store. Hazmat suits, yeah. And then you have people that are just kind of like, you know what, I'll be fine as long as I stay away from everybody and I don't touch anything that I'm not intending to buy. I mean, this sounds really stupid and you're going to, you're probably going to give me some shit for this, but when I've gone to the store, I don't wear a mask and gloves because it's useless. You know, it's it's useless against saving you. But when you're not wearing a mask and you're breathing, see this? <clears throat> this is airborne. So whenever you breathe, that's your your breath is coming out. And so wearing a mask makes it a little better. So when you breathe, that you breathe against yourself and not <clears throat> in the air surrounding other people. So yeah, uh, the you wearing one is not really protecting you. But what you're doing is cutting down on your your emissions that you're that that you, when you exhale, you're covering that and you're keeping it more closer to you when you do it. 
So yeah, it's not necessarily helping you, but you're helping other people by wearing it. So wear a mask, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of mask you wear. When they're talking about the those TB masks is what they're called, the N95 masks. Yeah. They're TB masks, and at my work every year, I have to get fitted for it, just in case for something like when this happens or I have to deal with a uh, tuberculosis patient. Those are these masks. So um, anyway, like I was saying. Yeah, the mask, it doesn't matter what mask you wear. You can just wear a piece of cloth over your face. Anything will help. When you cough, it's not going to spread as much as when you cough if you weren't able to cover your face at that time. So, um, <clears throat> and do you remember, there's this, uh, another End of the World movie here, which I'll transition to, is uh, it was just released on Netflix. Um, but it's not from Netflix, it's from the 90s. It's called Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr., Kevin Spacey, Rene oh, Russo. Yeah. yeah, with the little monkey, yeah. Yeah, do you remember, there's this one scene when the infection is just starting, and they're at a movie theater, and one guy either coughs or sneezes, and particles from where he coughs and sneezes, which he didn't cover up, go floating around the theater... And it's a cool shot, too, because it follows this molecule around, this this particle around, and it lands on this guy's teeth who's laughing at the movie. And well, he's infected kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. <clears throat> well, you, you know what the other frightening type of thing is? Um, you know, they were saying that if you were sick anywhere between November to January... <clears throat> You may have had it. Um, and what's creepy about that is both my wife and I got sick around the same time, and that was um, end of December into early January. Uh, same here. And we both, you know, listening to the symptoms, it sounds very – I'm not going to say we had it because we were never tested, but – you know, it sounded very, very similar to it because it was um, a cough. It was a cough that was particularly bad at points. Yep. Um, and nasal congestion. I mean, we didn't lose. I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell. Mm. And I can't speak for my wife because I don't know if she did or not, but. I mean, we both we were both fine within two to three days, which, you know, I mean, whenever I'm sick, it's usually like I feel really bad for a couple of days and then I'm fine. But I don't know. I mean, it's definitely an eye opening thing to see every day and live through every day um, because, you know. I mean, when, when's the last time this country had a pandemic like this that was similar? Was it swine flu, H1N1? Not even close to what's going on right now. <clears throat> Not even close. Uh, hell, I can't think of anything to hit. Even Well, the U.S., you know, I can't. Never. I've never seen it. Did you want to know one of the really creepy things was uh, when I printed out my essential paperwork, like my travel documents, to go to and from work? 
and uh, um, I mean, you you take uh, you usually took public transportation, right? Like you took the L to work. Fuck no, man, I drive. No, before the pandemic. Yeah, I drive, man. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, drive. I drive, sucker. <laughs> Get in, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was that's one thing. Now it's just it's so eerie. I mean, when it first started, like I felt like I was the only car traveling, and you know the frustrating thing was as it got warmer, I would see more and more and more cars out to the yeah. point where if it took me more than ten minutes to get home, now I'm like there are too many fucking people outside. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, uh, how about the irony of this? Uh, a Quiet Place, the movie, the sequel, has been put on hold uh, now until like November, I think, or maybe even later. I thought it was March of next year. March of next year? Yeah, it was actually going to be March of this year, and I, it might be. I could be wrong, though, which 95% of the time I am. This. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I uh, definitely. Are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, I like the first one. Um, I really enjoyed the first one. I didn't like the fact that Jim from The Office had to die, though. Spoiler alert, oh. everybody. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Who gives a shit? Um, well, you know, he, he could have survived. But um, I, I really like how there are a lot of tie-ins with uh, Cloverfield to that movie. Like, from how similar the monsters are, like, in appearance. Yeah, I like their mouth a bit. Yeah, and the, like, spider legs. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because it's, you know, the story has developed to the point where, you know, here's what's going on. We're still living life, but now we know how to kill them. You know, it's that, it's that progression from being, you know, hunted to hunter in, in, a, in a weird sense. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what, man? A lot of a lot of things have been pushed back, like the uh, Spiral, the the uh, oh yeah, the Saw movie, right? Yeah. yeah, that was pushed to Halloween, like October. Uh, Candyman, the remake, has been pushed to September, I think. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. There was another movie that was pushed. Um. I don't know, but, you know, what do you think about what these studios are doing? I mean, they're trying to still get the movies out to the people who want to see them. They're putting them on, like, streaming platforms. You can stream them at the comfort of your own home for, like, 20 bucks, which... You know, it's it's all money, man, because if they really wanted to get these movies out, they would have them out by now, and they would release them, but it's all about the money. Oh, they don't, yeah. Because, yeah, sure, they'll make a lot. And two, this is the main thing, and I'm not just talking about general money. What I'm saying is is that if they were to start, like, let's say Disney or one of these other big production companies start releasing their movies, no one's going to want to go to the theaters anymore. And that's their biggest revenue right there. Well, so if we were going to look at it, Spiral was supposed to come out around Memorial Day weekend, I think, right? I think so. And that is that is a huge weekend for movies. That's when, like, all your summer blockbusters start coming out. Like, 
you know, the Avengers usually have that slot. You know, like Memorial Day was, okay, the big Marvel release is going to be this weekend. Because um, I think Black Widow was supposed to be around May, and they pushed that back, too. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's all about keeping those theaters open. Otherwise, they would release these big, big-name movies, but they're not. They do you think the reason when they when they decided to close movies is because someone saw the movie Outbreak and they said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> they just saw that part and they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think uh, Contagion is actually more of a um, frightening look at how not just you know the fear of getting sick, but the paranoia that goes with it. Like, oh yeah, that's that's just as big of a problem that we're even facing now hence the toilet paper well if you right when maybe i think the first week of march i had a really weird allergy like a sinus issue happen and it wasn't at the peak when everyone thought they were going to get sick but it was like right when it first started so i had it and i was um really congested and I had a really bad sinus headache. Like my eyes felt like they were going to pop out of my skull. That's how bad it was. And I couldn't even like how I'm looking at my screen right now. I couldn't even do that. Like I had to lay back and like change my vocal point every couple minutes. And I was kind of concerned because I'm like, Oh shit. Like, is it starting? (laughs) Am I getting it now? I'm like, is this what it's like? <laughs> well, because it's it's really scary to think about because, you know, you're not just, when you get it, you're not sick for two days. You're yeah, you're pretty messed up. Yeah, well, you're looking at at least two weeks just in quarantine alone if you're not sick. So, yeah. But thankfully I wasn't. And <laughs> staying staying healthy and trying my best to avoid people and you know I mean I've been kind of social distancing myself since 2012 so you know I would go see the same five people <laughs> you know what you, you know it's an end of the world movie what Mortal Kombat the first one or the second one? Both. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, think of the video game, right? It's the they're in the Never Realm or whatever the fuck they are, Underworlds, Overworlds. Who cares? Whatever. The Nether region. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever they call it. So, um, and the way in like Mortal Kombat, the video game part one, they're in a competition and. You, the good guys have to win, right? Like Luke Kang or, or whomever, so they can stop Shang Tsung from bringing the forces of evil over to um, uh, Earth or the Earth dimension or whatever. So, yeah, that's an end of the world. I thought it was kind of funny. They wins, but the, so like the end of the world doesn't happen, but it's that situation where that it's a possibility with. Baraka and Reptile and whoever the fuck else is going to come over and <clears throat> start kicking ass. You know, it's a good series that's um, 
end of the world and it's done been done a, a quite a few times now at least four and they're they're all the same storyline and they all differ in a way um and that's the invasion of the body snatchers well there have uh, been a few there have been a few versions of that movie i mean obviously there was the one from what the 50s or 60s yep and then they remade it in the 70s with donald sutherland Right, and it was a lot scary. It was David Cronenberg, if I'm correct. I might be wrong on that one. Shit. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'll look it up right now. But anyway, um, yeah, it's the Donald Sutherland one. That one's more graphic. Um, they show boobies and everything. The like transformations and everything are done really well. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a bit different. Well, um, yeah, go for it. Didn't they remake it again, too, in the early... It was either the early aughts or the 2010 era? Yeah, it's called... That one's called Invasion or The Invasion. And that was when... Yeah, because yeah, I remember Nicole Kidman breaking into a convenience store and, like, chugging Mountain Dew to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Now, my favorite one, though, is the uh, Abel Ferreira version that was done in the 90s with Gabrielle Anwar, um, Meg Tilly. Now, was was that the one that took place, like, on an army base? Yes. Yeah, that was fucking creepy. Yeah, that was my favorite. I actually, yeah, I watched that recently. Philip Kaufman, that's the name of the director of the original, I mean, the 70s Body Snatchers. Yeah, you were way off. I was way off. <laughs> Cronenberg. You know what? There was actually a, uh, a show on Discovery Channel in the early 2010s, um, and it was called The Colony. And oh, it was, yes. I didn't watch it, but I remember it. It, it was actually a very interesting show because they um, they had uh, people from uh, something popped up uh, from all walks of life. Like there were construction workers, engineers, chemists, scientists, and they had to basically rebuild society. And they they had to do it with like the debris that was left. So, like they found the chassis of an old car. And it had a motor, it had everything, but it's like, okay, well, we don't have an alternator, we need to find one. And it was really interesting because they, like, manufactured things from the debris that was left. And they had simulated incidents, like, where people would try to steal their stuff and they had to fight back. Mm. Very interesting concept. Now, you've... I'm assuming you've seen all of the Mad Max movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that's that's a, a film series where it 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 begins where it's getting close to the apocalypse, not there yet. Maybe five, ten more years. It seems like everything's kind of dying out in a way, and then part two comes out, The Road Warrior. And it's total apocalypse by that and everything. It just has gone to shit. 
Um, I'm not a big fan of the Beyond Thunderdome one. That one was just kind of silly to me. But the latest one was a masterpiece, I think. That was the remake, right? No, no, no remakes. This is this. See, the the Mad Max character isn't necessarily the focal point of these movies. He's a character who is around all the who connects them just by this Mad Max character with all these different storylines. So um, it's not. I don't think any of them are, are will be remakes. It'll just be different actors playing the Mad Max character and or portraying this legend. So um, I think Tom Hardy was awesome as Mad Max. He just he did right enough of those little quirks that Mel Gibson did in the movies that he would do them too, but very slightly, and it wasn't like in your face kind of thing. Uh, so I think that was just I think going forward with different actors as Mad Max is just you just keep telling these stories, and it doesn't have to be a a linear narrative at all. Uh, do do you did you see the last one in the theaters? The the Tom are you talking about the Tom Hardy one in theaters? Yeah, yeah. Because no, the other one, not, you were, I did you not were, see it in yeah. the theater. I actually I saw it when it came out, and then I saw it when they premiered it in black and white, and I thought that was really cool. Chrome, yeah. I want to say I haven't seen that version yet, but I did see it in the theater twice. And I remember when I was a kid, too, watching The Road Warrior on TV and watching it again many years later on, like, a a proper VHS that it was, like, the movie was different because in the um, broadcast versions of the movie, they added some stuff, some other kind of, like, character-building things to the to the movie that weren't in the original cut of the film so it's 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 interesting that tv stations will do that and that they to i guess lengthen a movie because uh, i remember them doing that with aliens of course i remember watching it on tv one time i was like oh f- what scenes are these and then eventually it became the the director's cut or extended version of the movie um but yeah uh, quite a few other movies do it too yeah, they did it with, uh, you know, um, Halloween 2. I mean, that's the TV cut of that is completely different than the theatrical and home release. It's right. just, and it's not like they added a bunch of new scenes. It's just cut differently. You know, it just shows you what you can do with editing. Yeah. And you just had to bring up Michael fucking Myers during this podcast. <laughs> I knew Okay, what episode? Why are you talking about goddamn Halloween? You can't have one episode where you're talking about aliens. Uh, You got a point there. (laughs) On the subject, though, did you hear that the test screening for for Halloween Kills was very, very, very well received? Good. Good. I think like I want it to do bad. I don't want it to do bad. I like I, I I liked a lot this this last one. So it was good. I just thought that story should have ended. But fortunately slash unfortunately, a lot of people saw it and it made a really a good amount of money. 
So they're like, oh, gotta make some more. Well, you know what? The thing I liked that I'll say about it is um, it wasn't the traditional trope of a horror movie. You know, like where you're introduced to X amount of characters and you already know which ones are going to die and who's going to live. You know, like you see Allison's friends and you're like, okay, she's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die. And they didn't do that exactly. No, they didn't kill all those people. And they didn't kill the boyfriend. Well, and that's the thing there. For this, this this is going to be a trilogy, obviously, because they have kills coming out in October and then ends coming out the following October. Yeah, we'll see about that. Ends. Well, they said, <laughs> they, they've said that. Uh, they said that kills is like really fucking insane. Like it is brutal and unforgiving. So, hey, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, I I, I I'm excited. Like I I really want to see kills. Um, and yeah, I I don't want to talk too much about Halloween because I know <laughs> <laughs> you're already getting into it right there. Yeah. So, uh, um, twelve monkeys. It's another end of the world movie. That's um, God, I and the first time I saw it, I thought it was okay, but upon other viewings, I really got into it because visually the movie's great. Like when he's in the apocalypse and all the animals are running around, and it just looks really creepy. And just how, like, um, <clears throat> like even the suit he wears when he's going out is just like he's in this kind of plastic bubbleish thing <laughs> going out into this world run being overrun by animals um do you ever see that one well monkeys long time ago yeah <clears throat> um one of my favorite end of the world movies now it, and this has become one of my favorites recently is um uh, these final hours. Have you seen that one, dude? No. Oh, dude, you gotta see this one. Uh, it's about <clears throat> this. It takes place in Australia, and it's uh, this one guy, uh, and this meteor hits Earth, and everyone's gonna die. Everyone knows everyone's gonna die, so they have about twenty hours left to live before it hits Australia because this meteor hits like close, more closer to the United States. And then once it hits, everything starts being destroyed around it until it engulfs the entire earth. And everyone knows this is going to happen. So what's happening around, um, well, this one guy, he starts the movie off in bed with this one girl and he ends up leaving her because he wants to go to this party to end all parties that his friend is is uh, is throwing. So um, on his way there, of course, he, there's pitfalls. He has roadblocks, and he runs into these two guys, and they're going to rape this like 11, 12 year old girl. So he ends up stopping that from happening, and throughout 
the majority of this movie now is him having a conscience finally because you learn later on in the movie that he's kind of he's kind of a shitty person he's not a complete asshole he just doesn't take responsibility for things and so yeah throughout the rest of this movie he's just trying to find this girl's family and what ends up happening though is that he does go to this party with the little girl and he sees his girlfriend there and his girlfriend is actually like uh, his friend who's throwing the party's sister and they have like a bunker they're going to stay in and he and throughout this movie he has all these dilemmas and one of them is the girl he wants to save the girl but he really wants to be with the one girl he was with in the beginning but he left her and the movie keeps flashing back to her sitting alone and he probably finally comes to the decision that he's going to spend his last moments with her instead so the last part of the movie is him getting back to his girlfriend or the girl he was with and there's a bunch of other things sprinkled in there the party he goes to is fucking crazy it's awesome it's an awesome scene where this guy just has his own little kind of villa and there's just People all wasted, swimming. They're playing Russian roulette for fun because who gives a shit? We're all gonna die, kind of thing. And it was, it's, it's a very interesting movie, man. You should check it out. It was great. Lots of feelings in it too. It's just not an exploitative kind of movie. It, it has feeling in there, and the characters are great, and the decisions that are made have feeling. So I, this is a definite end of the world movie for me. One of my favorites. All right, yeah, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, man. It's real. I think it might be on Prime. It might be if you have Prime. Uh, yeah. I saw it once, four like three or four years ago, and I was talking to Jessalyn about it. I was like, "Yeah, that movie was great, wasn't it?" She's like, "I didn't see that." I'm like, "What? You didn't see that movie?" And I was like, "Dude, we gotta watch it." So then I was like, "Yeah, I guess I I watched it." alone without you <laughs> and it's I, I think that movie's a little bit better if you watch it with someone um how about the road have you seen that no i haven't seen the road with vigo yeah that's that's another one that's very um man it's just really depressing it's, really, it's hard to watch at times <laughs> And, well, it's not because of anything, like, super graphic. It's more, like, well, to me anyway, not because anything's super graphic, but it's more, you know, you're, it flashes back to him and his wife a lot through the movie. Uh-huh. And, you know, Vigo's he's basically with his son during the apocalypse, and they're traveling around. And, you know the sun is blocked out because there was a nuclear strike. And, you know, that's one of the things that, like, in the event of, you know, if that were ever to happen, there'd be so much dust and debris kicked up into the atmosphere that there would be no sunlight anymore. And, you know, they're going through, like, a forest that's basically just destroyed. You know, all the trees are pretty much dead. And... You know, one of the more interesting parts in the movie is Vigo and his son come up on, like, a Coke machine. And he's able to get a Coke out from the machine, and he's telling his son about what it was. 
But you know, that's also it's it's one of the things that it, it it's kind of similar to now because people are just majority of people are just staying inside and watching the news and a majority of the movie with him and his wife are them in their house like talking about what they're going to do how they're going to raise their child um so yeah that's and, and you know what like a movie like Stakeland too granted well yeah granted we're not dealing with you know apocalyptic vampires but you know how people have like started their rebuilding society in their own way you know like we're not dealing with that but fuck man have you ever seen um the animatrix it was the different it was a compilation of different uh matrix inspired animations do you remember that at all Oh yeah, I think that came out when I was in high school. Like, uh, <laughs> that's with uh, with Ghost Niobe, right? Um, no, that's the video game. Okay, I do remember the Animatrix though. It was yeah, it came out in like two thousand two, two thousand three, and yeah, there was about ten different stories, about ten different short films. Uh, the best one is is the beginning of the Matrix, uh, or of everything falling apart, actually, and it's called the Second Renaissance, and they did it's a two parter, and it's about how the Matrix, like how everyone was put in tubes and everything, and it happened because in the world that was happening at that time, robots were being used like um like human formed um robots they they weren't cyborgs they're just regular robots being maids and everything doing chores and one was accused of murder one of the the robots went haywire or whatever and killed a woman that was he was like a housekeeper or something and he's put on trial and everyone starts to revolt against robots because they're scared now and they kill they start trashing all the robots all the different cyborgs too and uh so then the robots start want to be seen as equal as people so they go to congress and everything and like they have representatives go to congress of that are robots and um they're shut down. So what happens is that the robots start fighting back and the humans are like, well, you know what? They use their energy through the sun. So what we're going to do is that we're going to block out the sun so that they can't get their energy anymore. But what happens is, is they like, Oh, but we can get much more energy out of humans. If we put them in these pods and use them for energy. So the humans actually end up fucking themselves over, and that's how the robots take over. And it's fucking awesome. It's only I think it's like half hour, forty minutes, both parts put together, maybe. But it's really, really cool. That sounds like a cross between the episode of The Simpsons where Mister Burns tries to block out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. And it, it, well, it's funny though because like 
you could see where a lot of things now have taken idea from that, like Fallout 4. There was a huge, like, one of, uh, you played Fallout 4, right? Yeah, a little bit. So one of the huge storylines is, you know, sense, basically. You know, blending in with people and them not being treated like people, not having rights. Um, what's that game? Uh, Becoming Human. Mm-hmm. It's same, like, I didn't play the whole thing. I played a little bit of it. Detroit? And, yeah. I, I haven't played. My, my wife plays all those. She likes those games. Um, and, yeah, I... See, that's weird, too, because, like, with... It sounds really odd for me to say this. There's a part in Detroit where there's a synth who has to go get something for his human, and his human uh, is an artist, so he's going out to get him, like, paints and stuff. And as he's walking back, this group of people that are out of work start attacking him. And I feel... I actually felt really bad for the synth because, you know, their his nature isn't violent. It's not, you know, it's not the human nature to if someone tries to punch you, you're going to punch him back. Or defend yourself, at least. Yeah, it's like, I have a task, I'm going to complete it. And you look at the person that's assaulting the synth and you're like, you're a real piece of shit, you know that? <laughs> um. But yeah, I actually want to uh, bring something else up. I don't know if you've seen it or not. And um, there, There's a bit of a horror story element in here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Tiger King. Yeah, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, because you know what? I, I've, I've said this to people, and this is my defense of Tiger King. It gives me hope that that is what's going to be waiting for us once the world is off lockdown. <sighs> Um, you know it's like that's that's what the world's going to go back to (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's hilarious because that's been like the following news story this whole time you know it's been been, uh, COVID-19 reports of infected and dead and in following news, Tiger King star, you know, you know <laughs> insert insert random line here. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man, so, what, what what was your take on it? My take was that Netflix just made every other channel like AMC, Oxygen, Lifetime obsolete because they got every single part of those different TV cable stations and their little niche in the market. They got a little piece from everyone and just made the ultimate show. Like the, they made the fucking Voltron of a fucking reality shows. That's yeah. what they, they, they basically, at the garden party of networks, they pulled off a triple Lindy and said, "Top that motherfucker." <laughs> I just I just saw the Bravo channel walk away with their tail between their legs, like <laughs> you guys got destroyed, destroyed by Netflix. 
in seven episodes or however, however long it is destroyed you. You got nothing compared to him. You know, watch, I, watch those channels. They're going to have some bootleg-ass Joe Exotic shows coming up soon. Watch. You'll see. As soon as this pandemic's over, they're going to have those shows out there. Well, you know what's funny, too, is I was actually... I thought it was going to be like a one, like an hour and a half documentary. I didn't like look at more episodes or anything, you know, when you have that option. Yeah. You know how delighted I was after I finished an episode and I saw there was another one coming? Oh, <laughs> I was, I would see playing next, uh, loading next episode and be like, yes, there's more. <laughs> um, I actually started to watch it and I got like five, ten minutes in and I turned it off. Because I was like, you know, I don't want to see some fucking snow leopard in some hot van. This is horrible. I'm not going to watch this show. And then some of Jessalyn's friends were like, oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So I was like, all right, I'll fucking watch it. You know, I I started watching it and I was very. uh... Yeah, I watched one episode one night and. I was like, okay, that was pretty interesting. And then the next night, I'm like, oh, I should finish that Tiger King thing. <laughs> and I, I literally watched, like, four episodes that night. <laughs> yeah, we finished it in two days. I actually, I watched it twice. I watched it once on my own, and then, <laughs> and then, and then my wife and I watched it, because I told her how fucking insane it was. <laughs> and, you know, the part... Someone on Facebook made a meme, and it is it is probably the greatest thing I'd ever seen, and I laughed so hard at it. Um, you know, when his one of his workers has the unfortunate incident of getting her getting their arm bitten off by a tiger. Yeah. Um, he puts on an EMS jacket. <laughs> and is tending to her, attending to their wound. <laughs> and someone on Facebook took a, like a, a picture of it, and they put the caption of, "Wow, this drip has to put on an EMS jacket and can't even take a back seat when one of his employees <laughs> is attacked." Oh yeah. So I remember watching like the ep- first episode or two, and I was like, "Whoa, she's missing a fucking arm." I was like, "Wow, I wonder how that happened." Then they show it <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, that man, I can't imagine that at all. How about how about those music videos, huh? <laughs> oh man, those are probably the best best parts of the show. Or is is music videos? I yeah, those are. You know, one thing that irritates me is when I see people that are like fake playing guitar, like they're not even trying to like hold a chord or anything, and they're just like strumming <laughs> randomly. <laughs> He's doing that on top of that truck, and I, my blood is boiling. Yeah. Well, so he like, didn't even write the songs. Or he didn't write them or sing them. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what, man? Like, you look at it now, and I mean, he. I think that uh, that one guy uh, who was it, Eric Cowie, I think is his name. He's like the head of the zoo now. He's he's the guy who. Has the long hair that's you know that's always taking care of the animals, and he's like, yeah, he's in jail now, and he can't like reap any of the benefits of the show, like financially or. Oh wow! 
Yikes. Um, all right, enough of fucking Joe Exotic, Corey. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> I know a show like Joe Exotic spells the end of times for us anyway. Let's move on to, I don't know, what else? What else is of an end of the world type movie? Jason X? <laughs> Kind of. Eh, I don't know because they already have an Earth to establish, so <laughs> well, it's the end of one world. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, if you, I think a really great end of the world movie uh, is Pulse, the original or remake. Well, the remake is where they have more than one. <laughs> Right, or they have who? They have more than one because isn't the remake yeah. like where it starts and then as it progresses, it's more and more and more. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's that scene at the end of Pulse where the plane's going down. Yeah, yeah, they show that in the trailer, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, then they make it to like, uh, uh like a. A radio frequency tower or something like that, and then they're they're not able to have any of the ghosts around them, or something like that. Yeah, use the red tape to keep them out because they can't pass through it. Yeah, it was. It's an interesting concept. It was okay. I know it didn't really get that great of reviews. It's fine. Uh, I'm happy that some of the characters get killed in there. Uh, actually, I'm happy all the characters that die die. Kristen Bell, of course, is always really cute to watch. She's actually has right around this time. I think she also was doing like, Veronica Mars, so she was kind of breaking out as an actor. Uh, but yeah, the movie's fine. I always forget Veronica Mars. Yeah, it was a good show. You know, I like Kristen Bell, but the fact that she's married to Dak Shepard just kind of, yeah. No, you don't like Dax. No, he seemed. You know why? Because when I coached lacrosse, there was a kid who reminded me of Dax Shepard. <laughs> and this kid, this kid was a real douchebag. So. Well, and you were yeah. coaching lacrosse. For... Yep. <laughs> no, he just he just reminded me like he he had that very. Uh, I know Dax Shepard. I, I don't know Dax Shepard personally. I, but. Fuck what movie? Oh, it's uh, Let's Go to Jail. That's the movie. Like, he reminds me of that character that Dak Shepard played in that movie. Well, so I didn't see that movie. Um, but, um, I, I have become a rational. You are Dak Shepard in the apocalypse. I'm sorry, what? You are Dak Shepard in the apocalypse. What do you mean? Like, well, like fighting. Think you could take him? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to like come off cocky because you know. I mean, you you know what I do for a hobby, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got I got two stripes already, so. <laughs> Ooh. Um. 
any other end of the world movies tickle your butt at all or <laughs> tickle my butt? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, honestly, uh, you can look at like I Am Legend. I mean, that's I, I remember seeing that movie in the theater with my friend, and he was like, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can understand how some people don't like it, because it does stray far away from the book. Mm-hmm. Very far away from the book. Um, they should have just made this a completely different movie. Um, I think Night of the Living Dead actually did a better job of making that movie than that movie did. The making I Am Legend. Well, see, what's funny about Night of the Living Dead is, like, all the fans look at it as, you know, Romero doing, you know, a series. Night, day, and then someone said, like, oh, he should do Twilight of the Dead next. I remember hearing that, yeah. And, um, you know, you don't realize that over, like, when you look at Land of the Dead, like, you don't realize that it's in, I believe it's in the same universe as those movies and it's you know it's interesting to see like how it's the same tagline of the rich being protected and anyone that's not rich is left to fend on their own basically mm-hmm. and i don't I, it's always so upsetting to see that that is always the case in these movies you know <laughs> It's like the 1% are always going to be protected, and anyone that's not the 1%, well, oh well. Mm. Someone should just make a movie that breaks that stereotype. Now, what do, um, like, what are your feelings on his second trilogy? Because, of course, the quality is not up to the original trilogy standard, uh, Land of the Dead was actually really good. Uh, it's it's a good movie, and it's not like uh, Dawn or Day at all. Uh, I like how he just went with a whole city this time around and had the different. Well, I believe the the original name of the movie was called Dead Reckoning, and it was about that bus or that that car he makes that one guy, uh, and it's actually called Dead Reckoning in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so that was the original name for it, and what grew from that was uh, Diary of the Dead. I like Diary of the Dead, and what's Me funny too. is Diary of the Dead, I think, is a prequel to Land of the Dead. Yes, some of the same characters are in there. Um, yeah. The one kid who gets bit in the beginning of Land of the Dead is in Diary, and that one um, army guy, he's also... Yeah. Sergeant, Sergeant Baker, yeah. Yeah. And then he's also in Survival of the Dead, which, I don't know, is that a prequel to all of those movies then? The Diary and stuff? I don't think it could be. Diary but, is also a prequel because he's in that, too. Yeah. So, But Survival of the Dead um, wasn't very good. No. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I didn't want to see fucking... Gettysburg, the zombie, <laughs> getting the zombie treatment, or oh uh, shit, what's the what's that other s- series? Um, whatever, it was just I, I didn't I didn't care. 
Did you see uh, Bloodline yet? Uh, oh, is that the uh, Day of the Dead Bloodline? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah, it looked like it. Well, it. I saw it like probably about two years ago when it came out, and it's basically right as um, it's another perspective of right as the apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse, is starting. Mm-hmm. So, one of the theories in that movie is there's a. Um, There is a zombie that is almost like Bub, who doesn't really attack people. Like, you know, how he doesn't attack Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. But this one, there's a woman that had a stalker. This guy was, like, infatuated with this woman. And then he turns, and he recognizes her. And the only creepy thing about this fucking zombie is his smile. Other Joke. than that, other than that, the movie sucked. Okay, I won't check it. it. It's you know what? It's on. I think it's on Amazon or Netflix now, so you can check it out and judge for yourself. But it sucks otherwise. You know, I saw that uh, Doom movie too, Doom Annihilation. How was that? It wasn't very good, <laughs> but. Uh, there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed it, and along with the prior movie, Doom, with The Rock in it, I kind of have a soft spot for that movie, too, for some reason. I don't know what it is. I just kind of like those movies. Well, Doom had a very cool first-person like video game-type sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene. That scene's awesome. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, Did you play the new Doom yet? No, not yet, because I have a bunch of other games I'm playing right now, and I'll wait till that goes down in price. Yeah. Because yeah. I, just, I just got the Call of Duty, I got Borderlands 3, I got Resident Evil 3, I got a bunch of a bunch of games right now. So I'm, I'm very... I got a lot on my plate with video games. Yeah, I've actually... I've played through Resident Evil 3 twice. Hmm. I mean, it's a short play. You could beat it in, like, three hours if you wanted to. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, that that's what was kind of disappointing about it. I was hoping for, like, a bit of a longer title. Um, but, yeah. Um, I Overall, I was happy with it. Like, I, I'd be willing, you know, I'm. it has replayability, which is cool. Yeah, it does. Um, I think... I'm trying to figure out what the next game I should play. It might be it might be Doom. I don't know. I'll see what's on sale at the uh, PlayStation Store because I actually bought a physical copy of Resident Evil Three. Uh-huh. I, I reserved it and I had been waiting to pick it up. Like I was like, all right, April third's here. I can go get it. <laughs> and then I walked to GameStop thinking it would be open because they were deemed essential. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to give the guy my credit card at the door. I couldn't use my GameStop card. It had to be a credit card with a chip. Uh, and then the guy would come back, give me the receipt in the game and my card, and I could go on my merry way. <laughs> Which, you, you feel like a jackass because you're, you know, there are people that are, you know, picking up food and they're looking at you like, look at this, look at this poor son of a bitch. 
picking up video games from starving yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah. Go get your game, fat boy. <laughs> Go get your game and sit at home. Yeah, whatever keeps you at home, fuckface. Exactly. Well, you know what? I I, I was looking at that like this. This is going to be my social distancing. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I. this sounds really dumb, but I look at it this way. Um, I'm okay with going into work every day if it means I get to keep my job. And that's not saying that my job was ever in jeopardy if I decided not to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, the my boss sent me a text the day we went on um, shelter in place, and she said, hey, do you feel safe with coming into work? And I said, yeah, I'm okay with coming into work, but if things get worse, then we'll have to figure out something else. So, and you know what? If out of all of our friends that have probably lost their jobs, it would be shitty knowing that I'm staying at home when they probably want to be at work. If that makes any sense. It does. I got you. I know what it means. Uh, But yeah, um, I only have to work a little bit, which is, I mean, there, there isn't as much for me to do there as of right now. Um, with the amount of staff we have anyway, so they're they're kind of they're just a uh, half staffing it for the most part, or skeleton crew, and then yeah. they'll try and find other areas for people to work. And they're and they're just doing that to keep you safe, mm. right? Like they're trying to keep as many people, yes, there, but keep not bring in as many people as they would need to. Like, they're doing it to keep you guys in smaller groups. Right, exactly. So, can I ask you something? I mean, you're... I I don't want to... I'm not going to put what hospital you work at, but... Okay. um, What are you seeing at your hospital? Like, is it... Because, I mean, you obviously... You watch the news, right? Yeah. So, you... You hear how people are saying, oh, my God, these hospitals are overflowing with people and ICUs are jammed. What are you seeing? I am seeing, well, this is what's happening with me. I made up, or actually, the guy I work with made up uh, uh, three, or actually made three OR rooms that we have into four-bed ICUs. So that means we have four ventilators in there along with four beds. If we ran out of beds and ventilators in, like, our different ICUs throughout the hospital. So we have all those ready just in case. Now, I was on different floors the other day, and I did see a lot of people on ventilators right now. But there is, as of right now, we've seen, I think, a total of about 100 positive cases and I think about five deaths. But packed ICUs and everything, no, I'm not seeing that. Uh, I'm not seeing overflows. But at the same time... That's just your hospital. That's not... Yeah, it's not like some of the bigger ones that are around. 
I mean, mine's pretty big. We're in a pretty big system, but um, I haven't seen it. And I really haven't spoken to anyone at any of the other hospitals that I know, uh, which I should and see what they're like. And it seems it just it. I think so far Chicago is doing an OK job of keeping people inside and keeping the cases low. Uh, way better than a lot of these other areas like New York and uh, Michigan. You know what, man? In the defense of New York, um, when you see Cuomo on the news, I gained a lot of respect for Cuomo as a governor when he said, people are dying and I need help. Like, that showed me that he's able to say that this is bigger than he is as someone who runs the state and he has the people's best intentions in mind. Yeah. I mean, I don't like getting political and I'm not trying to get political, but I really like what, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. I like what Pritzker's doing. Uh-huh. I like how, I like how he's handling it. Yes, yeah, I do too. Um, and the same thing with Lightfoot. I mean, I don't live in Chicago, so I don't, you know, uh, you know, we have our own mayor here, but like the way Lightfoot is taking this is very good. And anyone who's outside of our fine area, Lori Lightfoot is the mayor of Chicago, and she is a no bullshit woman when it comes to keeping people safe. Yep, and keeping the spread down. You know, she is telling people stay at home. Yes, yeah. stay home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So Cuomo is yeah. He's totally. He, I've seen him on the news a lot, along with his brother. And and one thing that I can tell you that I've gotten out of this, though, and that I constantly think of, is that don't ever call those guys Fredo because they will freak out on you if you do. <laughs> Man, well, you, you know what that you know yeah, what that name is that. like to them. <laughs> I'll just say, uh, I won't even tell you what that name is like to them. I'm sure you can get it from. Well, there was there was that whole story about who was it? One of the Trumps that called him? For, someone called him Fredo. So, yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Jeez, buddy, take it easy. <laughs> well, you know what, Chris Cuomo, his brother, the brother of the governor, actually has contracted it, and so has his wife. <laughs> So, I mean, I remember the earliest reports. I remember when Tom Hanks got this, and it's like, yeah. oh, shit, this isn't sparing anybody. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you, know uh, what else, you, know, you know what movie is really, could actually be really compared to this is The Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's one of it your just, favorite movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And luckily for, I think, the whole world is that 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 flying saucer crashed in snow and had no way of getting out and will stay there maybe who knows unless someone unearths it so i i want to ask you this question who do you do you think um they're the, the, the thing or do we talk about this at some point in time like about uh at the end of the movie where childs and McCready are, are uh, at the the fire, everything's blown up and everything. 
and they're just sitting by the fire bullshitting and like where were you childs and i was doing this kind of thing where there's like still this uh no one seems uh trustworthy do you think that childs was the the thing well i want to say yes because when he drinks the the scotch and supposed scotch yeah, that's the thing. It was like they thought it was gasoline or something. Yeah, yeah. And he um, drinks it and he's just fine. And then McCready makes a, like a noise, like, huh, kind of, you know. <laughs> and the movie ends. I don't know because you know what? I don't think that the thing would want to be anywhere near fire, even if it's just like, you know, 10 feet away. Because you could still feel, like, you could be 20 feet from a fire and still feel the heat of it if it's big enough. Yeah, true. Uh, also, he's wearing a different coat for when he was wearing earlier. Uh, it could be a continuity thing. Yeah, it could be a continuity thing, too. But, yeah. <laughs> God, we're, God, we're fucking nerds. <laughs> Did you like the, the prequel? Or no? Well, yeah, I guess it is a prequel to it. Yeah, I did because you know what it um, it brought a new aspect to the movie, like where it can copy everything except you know like metal objects. Like it brought something new, yeah. Yeah, like who was it that had fillings? It was one of the guys that had fillings, and you know it couldn't replicate the person's fillings. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of cool. It was an interesting twist, <laughs> but. Uh. I mean, think of how this is going to change the world. Like, remember, H1N1 is when hand sanitizer got really big. Like, everywhere had hand sanitizer now. Yeah. Public places had it. And, like, this is going to, you know, people aren't going to shake hands anymore. They're not going to hug. Well, they shouldn't be shaking hands anyway. Um that's that's something we should have known for a long time. I know it's a respectful thing to do, but when it comes to cleanliness, like how do you know that person didn't just scratch their ass or rub their icky eyeball or pick gunk out of their ear? Like, you don't know. You never know that. You'll ask the person, you wash your hands? They're like, oh, yeah, I wash my hands. Oh, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, can you, can you like remember some of the times where you're at home and you take a leak, do you wash your hands every single time? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, never mind that question then. <laughs> but it's... Cause I'm, yeah, because I'm not a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> hey, man, well, I, I, I don't wash my hands after every time I pee. It's because I wash my penis really well, so... <laughs> That's why. And I'm a good aim, and I don't get any on my fingers, so... Because <laughs> I have good aim. I do, so... Can't take that away from me. <laughs> I'm a flat shot. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's not like I have a small target, you know? There's a fucking toilet right there. I can make this. Hell, I can... I can just make it by sitting down, and I don't have to do, hold anything. I just sit there and let well, it drain out of me. And I get, like, a little mini press, too. That Larry could knock a flea off a dog's balls. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sniper with my urine, man. Watch out. <laughs> well, 
Old Lee Harvey Wananabe. <laughs> Back into the left. <laughs> Any other movies you can think of? I think I'm out of them. I'm sure there's a few, oh, quite a few more out there. Yeah, we probably missed like a well over 200. 200 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All over. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? If, if you're at home and you need something to watch, um, Travel Channel has a show now called, um, I believe it is Haunting in the Heartland. Haunting in the Heartland. Let me uh, let me make sure I'm giving it the proper because um, I have told you before about this series on Amazon called The Haunting, and it's done by a paranormal investigator and um, musician named Prozac. <laughs> he also well he also goes by his real name is Stephen Shippy. <laughs> Well, he's a he's a Midwest he's a guy from the Midwest. He's from Saginaw, Michigan, and you know he has a very um, very genuine approach to doing paranormal investigations. Like he is not a he's not someone that is in it for the commercial gains. Like you know when Ghost Hunters first came out and they were like, yeah, we're proud plumbers that we do this as a hobby. And then it turned into like a just a license to print money. He's a guy that's just doing this. Like he just does it because, you know, if someone's being plagued by something, he wants to show them what it is and try to help them. So Haunting in the Heartland is on the Travel Channel. There are, I believe, six or seven episodes. And some of the stuff he finds, even in his series on Amazon is just chilling. Like, he has found stuff that is just frightening. Like, if you don't believe that there's other stuff out there, that there are entities out there, you know, doesn't matter what you feel. If it's real or fake, the stuff he finds is frightening. Like, he the heartland. Well, and you know what? Watch his documentary series on Amazon. There are 10 of them right now. So you have about 20 hours worth of stuff to watch if you say you're bored. Um, (laughs) I mean, and as technology has grown, he has used this technology in his ghost hunting. Um, Like now... He has a type of technology that he can actually pick up um, entities on camera as they're trying to form. Oh. He used I I, I want to say it's called uh, I think it's called Iroquois is what they use, and it's a very very interesting type of technology that. They film a room and they can pick up, you know, the energy in the room and they can actually capture images of specters and spirits. Like they've actually, they caught one in the middle of a quantum leap, which was kind of creepy, where there's one image of it in the back of the room and then 
the other image of it is right in front of the door they're about to walk into. Hmm. Yeah, you you need to check it out because it is like when they they put a picture of what it is. It's like they can get a picture of what it looks like. <clears throat> and some of them are just frightening. Like in the last documentary series they did, they got an image of what is causing the disturbance at the house. And it was actually a friend of the family that was haunting them. Oh, wow. <laughs> like they showed a picture and like, do you know who that is? And the woman like, as soon as she saw it, she just turned white. And she's like, yeah, I know exactly who that is. Oh, well. I mean, that's that's a good something to watch while you're in lockdown. And, you know, um, I can't say enough of how genuine um, Stephen Shippey is on the show. Um. You know, he genuinely cares. He wants to help the people. And, yeah, he he does it. So, I, I, I was very skeptical because, you know, a lot of people will are quick to call bullshit on stuff like this. But then when I watched it, you know, I'm, I'm a see-it-to-believe-it type person. And I trust what I see. You believe in Shippy. Yeah, I do. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I do. I believe I in do. Shippy. Fuck I yeah. do. What you gonna do That's about it? That's my guy. What you gonna do about it, Fredo? <laughs> yeah, you fucking with Shippy, you fucking with me. Uh, Alright there, Shippy. I think I'm running out of gas here. This quarantine, you know, it takes it out of you. It does. Um, mentally, it can get you. Yeah, it can, man. I mean, it's, I'm starting to feel it a little because, you know, my wife and I got in the habit of trying to do something fun on the weekend, something fun and new, whether it be like, hey, let's go out to dinner here. Or let's, uh, let's go do something like axe throwing. Let's go yeah. to an escape room. And, you know, we had just started getting into that habit of doing something and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. But you know, you know what, man? After all this is said and done, you know, things aren't going to go back to normal overnight. No. Over, no. but my hope is things will eventually go back to normal, and we can go back to living our life, and we can, you know, <coughs> we can pick up where we left off. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, and you know, uh, safety and love to you and uh, Jess. Yeah, you guys too, man. You guys take it easy. Be safe out there. Start wearing a mask. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just put on like a. Do you have any rubber masks, like Michael Myers or something? Just walk around with that. You'll be fine. Jason mask. I, I, I have face masks here. It's honestly, when I go to the store and I see masks and gloves on the ground, I get really pissed off because I think of, you know, my friend who is an LPN at a nursing home, or I think of you, mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, you know, this is equipment that is very scarce right now. And you're throwing it on the fucking ground. One, you're fucking throwing it on the ground. Yeah, gross. A trash can. And two, it's it's the same same sense of arrogance I saw when I saw people like starting to hoard food at the store where (laughs) people are being picky about what they're hoarding. (laughs) Um so yeah, that just that that bothers me because it's just it's so wasteful and I I get really upset for the people like you and my friend and anyone else who is really a healthcare worker that is dealing with a shortage of supplies and is putting their life at risk because they are. I mean, this thing, you know, granted, yeah, the mortality rate of it, you know, you know, just because you get it doesn't mean you're going to die. Right. But there's a chance you'll die. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think about that and I think about all the people that are trying to help that are on the front line, like, you know, first responders, EMS workers, police, firefighters. And, I mean, I think about that and I see that shit on the ground and that pisses me off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. When I I see people congregating or anything like that, yeah. Same here, too. Just like you're just, I know you're upset and everything. This is ruining your lifestyle. But with you doing this, you're prolonging things. Yeah. Like, I, I just saw something. I saw, I've been looking down at my phone because I saw a news article about how Florida beaches have reopened and people are like flocking to them. Yep. Yep. I saw that. And it, it's just like, how, how fucking, why? Yeah. Oh, I know. So. Well, I guess what we're trying to say is be safe out there, everyone. Wear masks. Don't congregate. And we'll be all right. Yeah. If you want this thing to end, follow social distancing. Follow, you know, as people, people get pissed off about the whole, you know, new normal. But for right now. That's what it is. Yeah. Watch some movies. Watch some horror movies. And then, uh, yeah, everything will. Do what my wife and I do what my wife and I are trying to do. Have a quarantine baby. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. I'm sure there's gonna be tons of those running around. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I I was actually, if it didn't snow yesterday as much as it did, I was gonna cut the grass today for the first time for the season. <laughs> some work outside, and you know. I mean, my wife and I got someone moved. One of my wife's friends moved, and she like basically downsized, and she had a ton of stuff she was giving away. So, like, my wife got me a smoker, a charcoal grill. She got like a sectional couch for our deck. Nice. Yeah. So, I'm looking. Got work to do. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to when our quarantine's lifted and, you know, people can go out again. And I already told myself that when quarantine is lifted after maybe a month, if it's warm, I'm going to have a nice fucking barbecue and have a bunch of people over. Oh, yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be, that's everyone's mindset right now. Like, as soon as this shit's over, 
I'm going to fucking party. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what I was doing before. I'm going to do new things, you know. I mean, it's, you know, I, the one thing this has all taught me, and I'm not trying to sound like a cliche slinging douchebag here. Um, <laughs> this is what I've learned. You know, everyone says you have to take things a day at a time and go day by day. And literally, I finally understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Because you can attest to it as much as I have. Everyone can. Things have changed daily with this. We, yep. went from, we went from, okay, people are getting sick to, all right, this is pretty fucking serious, to, okay, well... This is shutting down, that's shutting down, that's shutting down to you guys just need to stay fucking home. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, dude, there's a there's a COVID-19 testing uh like testing place down the street from my house. Like you, you remember that where that Walgreens is right by uh that that farm? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Walgreens is closed. Now, oh, like they, they, they shut that Walgreens down like a couple months ago, and it is now a drive through corona testing facility. Oh, wow! Yeah, and it's for first responders and people 65 and older who are showing symptoms. So, yeah, that's that. That was when it kind of uh, got a little too freaky for me. <laughs> and, well, you know what, dude? I had a day where I was I wasn't having a great day in particular, and it was one of the first days where you know there was a huge number of deaths that occurred in one day, and I was sitting on my couch, and I'm just like, I've never felt so useless in my life because there's nothing I can do to help anybody. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a sentiment with a lot of people. You know, like. People joke about, oh, there needs a new plague. The population's too high. And it's like, well, you know what? It's, you got it. This is your new plague. (laughs) All right, you want to wrap it up there? We about done? Yeah, I got on a really weird tangent there. Yeah, I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it's it's, uh, quarantine fever playing with my mind. Um. Yeah, but you know what? Everyone just stay inside, stay safe, wash your hands. Listen to podcasts, watch movies, and then you're all good. Yeah, and count your blessings. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening to us, and maybe we'll be back in uh, another eight or nine months or however long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really regret not doing another podcast with you sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, take it easy, everyone. Alright.